in one of the discourses in the Majjhima Nikaya, the Buddha offers that there are ten qualities in one who is enlightened. And he says, one who is awake possesses the right view of one beyond training, possesses the right intention of one beyond training, possesses right speech of one beyond training, right action of one beyond training, right livelihood of one beyond training, right effort of one beyond training, right mindfulness of one beyond training, right concentration of one beyond training. These eight are, of course, you recognize the factors of the Eightfold Path. And the last two are right deliverance of one beyond training and right knowledge of one beyond training. Last night I talked about how we in our practice are living the Eightfold Path as a way towards liberation. And here the Buddha says that one beyond training is living the Eightfold Path. And so in a way we can look at our path of practice as modeling where we're headed. There's not so much of a, another quite the right word. Not so much of a distinction perhaps between our actions as we practice and that we are modeling what we hope to become. There's a very ancient discourse of the Buddha. It's widely agreed by scholars that this section of the Sutta Nipata is probably one of the oldest discourses of the Buddha, old in terms of having been uh, codified early. Part of the evidence comes from the fact that this is one of the few texts that is referred to in other texts in the suttas. 
This is called the Atakavaga. It's in the Sutta Nipata. And in this work, the Buddha describes, well, he both describes what someone who is awakened is like, and also describes what the path of training is like. Both of these descriptions are given in very ordinary terms, in a way. I mentioned last night my inspiration of the possibility of the absence of greed, the absence of aversion, the absence of delusion being realized here and now. Not that it's some kind of world transcending enlightenment, but the possibility of living in the world with the absence of greed, aversion, and delusion. And to me, these poems, both of the description of the awakened one and of the training, are also given in very this-worldly terms. I'd like to share these descriptions, which do not explicitly refer to the Four Noble Truths or the Eightfold Path. Perhaps this was before There's some sense, perhaps, that the Four Noble Truths, some scholars believe that the Four Noble Truths was actually codified as a later teaching, even though in the very first discourse, the supposed very first discourse, he talks about the Four Noble Truths. In any case, his early teaching here does not refer to that. It's much more ordinary language in a way. So in this discourse, he's having a conversation and a questioner asks him, having what vision, being of what character is one called peaceful? Gotama, tell me about the Supreme Person. And the Buddha replies, a person who is free of craving before the body's destruction who is not rooted in the past or the future, not defined with regard to the present, and who is free of yearning, a person who is not angered, not frightened, not boastful, and not worrying, who gives wise advice, is not agitated, is careful in speech, a sage, a person who does not cling to the future nor sorrow over the past, who finds seclusion amidst sense sense contacts and is not led astray by views. A person who is retiring, not deceitful, not covetous, not selfish, not impudent, not arousing contempt, who does not engage in malicious speech. A person who does not relish pleasure, who is not conceited, who is mild and of ready wit, who is not credulous and not bored. A person who does not take on the training in hope of material gain, who is unperturbed if he gets nothing, who is not obstructed by craving and not greedy for flavors. A person who is even-tempered, constantly mindful, who does not suppose 
that anyone in the world is his equal, better, or lesser, who is free of conceit, a person who is free of attachment, who knowing Dhamma is not attached, someone in whom no craving is found for either life or not life. This is someone I call peaceful. And then later in another poem, someone asks him about the training. And this in particular, the questioner is asking about monastic training, and so the Buddha responds, a bhikkhu should, a bhikkhu is, etc. But I think we can relate this to our own practice as well. So the questioner asks, or asks the Buddha to speak about the path of practice, about monastic discipline, and also about samadhi. And the Buddha responds, A person should not have covetous eyes, should close his ears to ordinary chatter. He should not be greedy for flavors. He should not cherish anything in the world. Being meditative, a bhikkhu should not be footloose. He should desist from worrying. He should not be indolent. He should live in lodgings where there is little noise. He should not be given to oversleeping. Being zealous, he should be given to wakefulness. He should abandon laziness, deception, merriment, various kinds of amusements, sexual matters, and anything else like it. A monk should not fear blame, nor should he be conceited when praised. He should drive out greed, selfishness, anger, and malicious speech. A monk should not be a boaster, He should not speak scheming words. He should not make a habit of impudence. He should not utter quarrelsome speech. He should not be moved to tell lies. He should not be deliberately treacherous. He should not despise others for their way of life, for their wisdom, or for their moral conduct and religious practices. If contemplatives or ordinary people irritate him with their talkativeness, He should not respond harshly, for the peaceful do not retaliate. Knowing this Dhamma, an ever-mindful monk who investigates it should train himself in it. Knowing the cooling of desire as peace, he should should not be negligent in applying Gautama's teaching. The unconquered conqueror realized Dhamma through his own insight, not through hearsay. So with regards to the Blessed One's teaching, one who is diligent should constantly venerate it by following his example. So this description of how one should practice very much describes someone who is modeling the same characteristics or the characteristics of someone who is awakened. So we can look at our practice as cultivating where we are headed. One line in there, not speak harshly for the peaceful do not retaliate. If you want to be peaceful, Act peacefully. 
the action will have an impact on us. So I leave these words with you for your reflection.